I am an artist living in beautiful Vermont, USA, and I have a lot of questions. So I engage the minds of the people that I meet, poets, writers, artists. I explore what's inside and share it with you. My name is Ricky McEachran, and I am eager to know. Hey everyone, and welcome to Eager to Know. Today I have local Bellows Falls resident, Aaron Eames, who is here with me today. <laughs> And uh, welcome to Eager to Know. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you uh, inviting me onto your show. It's a, it's a first for me. I am very excited to sit down and uh, talk with you. Um, we met originally, we met at the local bar, mm -hmm. PK's, but then right. I got to see you in all of your glory at the Fourth <laughs> of Ju the Saxons River Fourth of July Parade. Yep. You were the MC, and I had friends visiting from out of town, and you were so funny. And <laughs> I I turned to my friends, and I'm like, this guy is great. And they're oh. like, yes, this guy is very talented. And um, I see you all the time because you... Uh, work at the hardware store, and obviously I am at the hardware store. So we see each other at least once a week. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's such a great uh, place, like a local, uh, like the jewel of Main Street, really for me, because you can you get uh, you get to see everybody. Yeah. You, you know, and uh, I really love just meeting locals and building those relationships. Nice. Now, when I saw you performing, so to speak, at the Fourth of July parade, mm -hmm. um, and we've had we've had subsequent conversations about this yeah. that is a part of you I love that yeah. is very special and uh, I know uh, people's biggest fear in the world is usually public speaking you had shared with me that that is your favorite way of communicating with the world I'm sort of reading this as this is some this is a part of you yeah that you have always been as probably a kid tell me about like how did that manifest itself when you were younger and w and when did you first hmm. try to um, explore that part of your personality and that part of your being that enjoys the fuel from from people well oddly enough when I was when I was when I was a young child I loved doing like all the kid performing stuff Meaning um, like plays and stuff well or? just like you know your fr you'd get together I have two sisters and you know we'd perform at holidays or whatever for everybody and okay. you know just do little silly things and I like that kind of stuff um, unfortunately I was um, an I was actually an introvert for the most part growing up when I was younger um, I was kind of a heavy kid and I uh, had a learning disability and all that stuff that really kind of crippled me socially mm -hmm. um, and I spent a lot you know, a lot of my younger years in my 20s and whatnot um, kind of finding myself and you know the my overall positive attitude and, and general humor although it um, sarcasm is a is a second language in my family uh, <laughs> it's uh you speak you speak fluent sarcasm very very um it's definitely a, a, a paradigm of my personality and it really kind of started to come out more and more in my late teens and early 20s when I wanted to start you know when I even thought about it because of uh, an ex, uh, an ex-girlfriend and her friends at all, they were having this comedy thing at their college, and uh, it was a, it was an open mic, and the guy that was up there was was I can't say he's horrible, but he wasn't he hadn't had enough experience or enough of the natural juice to to be comfortable enough to make people laugh. Okay. Um, 
Would and you say that you making people laugh in that way was uh, you were very comfortable doing that? It's one like, of the few things that I've always been good at. Uh, <laughs> is yeah. the um, is able like gallows humor. I mean, I sort of I believe that anything, no matter how horrible, can be funny given context. Um, and many times I find that those are the things, those those moments when people don't think are funny, you know, and it's not off color. It's not, it's really just a matter of, of more about how you present and, and, and your overall affect mm -hmm. with the, how you present it. Um, because if you don't, if you're not comfortable with what you're saying or, you know, it, it, it's dead for, it's dead on arrival. And right. that was pretty much the, you know, they had, they had my friends that asked me to go up on stage after him. And, um, I just talked to the audience. And uh, my big thing is, like I, I told you earlier, I'm more comfortable in front of 100 people than I am in front of just two or three, um, especially if they're interesting. Because that was, you know, whenever I've been on stage here, I, I have a little material that I can fall back on. But to be honest, um, it's not, it doesn't come off nearly as naturally as it does when I'm in the moment and I can you know, interact with somebody and then pull something out and make and say, you know, make a funny anecdote or um, I just, you know, you, it's, it's, it's about almost like in the moment I can come up with the funnier stuff than I can thinking about it or writing it down. Now, I know you had done stand up. Mm -hmm. you, you were that was, and that was sort of the point when I started doing the open mics. Right. Open mic stand up. What I assume was that scripted stuff? Like you had a script that you would plan and rehearse no. or do you just kind of get up there? There's a few bits that, uh, you know, you, I would just hold on to, um, in case I needed to, to fill the space in between a potential interaction that I could do, oh, if there was no audience, <laughs> then I couldn't. So, I mean, if there was two or three people in there, over there, over here and there, and you know, it, it, it can be kind of hard, uh, but that, you still got to go up and try to make them laugh. I know that you got derailed, so to speak, from the stand-up stuff, and mm -hmm. you kind of, things in your life took you another way. Yeah. Um, what... I, you're looking for ways to tap into that part of you and express that part of you. Mm -hmm. Would that necessarily have to be stand-up? No, no. What, what else do you think you could do that would? One of the, some of the, like one of the biggest missed opportunities growing up for me uh, was the fact that I never took advantage of um, the dramatic opportunities or, or, you know, those things like, uh, like, um, like doing a play. Or, you know, just doing something that would put me out there. And maybe I would have found that, that part of me that enjoyed that so much earlier. But, um, you know, due to my introverted general nature. So, so that was offered in your high school, mm -hmm. your school system, but you just didn't take advantage I of it. I did not. Yeah. And it's a sad thing. I mean, I, I try, I, my, my kids now, I'm like, I want you to try stuff. Yeah. I want you to put yourself out there. Trust right. me, because you don't want to look back and think, I could have done this or I could have done that. Right, 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 right. never know, but. Luckily, I'm not too old, yeah. so I could, you know, I, I actually <laughs> have got this crazy idea about trying out for America's Got Talent or okay. something like that. But, uh, you know, there's that, uh, finding open mics in the area can be a little tough, um, but uh, I think I'm going to start trying to make trips down to Boston or um, maybe Manchester if I, if I... Okay, but it would be in the spirit of 
comedy. Comedy, yes. I guess what I was wondering... That's really my muse, is the... Uh, okay. Is, I, I guess what I was wondering, um, with, you know, Fact TV, with, we have a local radio station, mm -hmm. have you ever considered just doing some sort of uh, a show or something like that, where it's not stand-up, but... Well, it, I really hadn't, but who knows? <laughs> this guy's, be, that, that's definitely something... Aaron could be the morning DJ, the morning... The morning drive DJ. That would be cool. I could dig that. To Bellows I, Falls. I do. I, you know, I do do a number of voices and stuff. So I could. You know, I suppose I could make it interesting. I interview myself for hours, probably. Right. <laughs> but. Well, good. Well, what would you if if you weren't you? What advice would you give you about the about how to take the next step here? Take less naps. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, in general, just it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in my, I'm, I'm 46 and I've gotten comfortable, you yeah. know, and, uh, my biggest, one of the biggest, uh, things I used to say when I was younger, maybe that's why I just kind of, you know, moved around as much as it was, I didn't like to get comfortable. Mm. You know, if I always felt like if I'm too comfortable, then I'm not moving forward. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, not that, and now I found that being comfortable is fine. I, it's not always, you don't always have to be moving forward. Like I met my beautiful wife and I have my three amazing kids and four dog, three dogs and a cat and a house and a mortgage and all that stuff. And that came from just kind of standing in the moment. But, uh, you know, and I sort of just laid down that forward thinking and uh, focused on the family at hand. And, and I'm, that's a, an amazing, awesome thing. And I'm looking forward to, yeah. to being the best father I can be going for the rest of my life. But uh, I kind of feel like in order to do that, I really should try to, you know, not to sound hokey, but kind of spread my wings a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, do something that that gives you that really kind of gives you that spark, you know? Yeah, I mean, and that, something they can look out, up to and say, "Hey, my dad did this." Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense to me. I am not a dad, but I know, um, but I'm an observer of people, mm -hmm. and I know that um, if you, someone who is trying new things and yeah. doing things that spark mm -hmm. inside inside of them i know that if my dad didn't really do too much of that um that my dad would, did not yeah he was very comfortable but it was a very uh, that, that was a different generation but i think mm -hmm. that would be a um that could be a very inspiring thing this reminds me of a, a conversation that i had with someone who was talking about uh, they were a parent and they are pursuing a life that is more about creativity mm -hmm. and um, not sacrificing their creativity. But the trade-off is finance, finances and being able to provide uh, yeah. um, things for their um, family members. Mm -hmm. And they have other relatives that aren't necessarily um, – exploring creativity but they have all the stuff yeah and it was this big converse it was this very interesting conversation that we hmm. had so yeah uh, I, I definitely understand the uh the, des the desire to be creative and maybe live outside your normal you know purview there and then the harsh reality of financial expectation comes crashing yeah. down and yeah. that's sort of you know that's that's sort of one of the uh, one of the crutches or excuses that I've sort of rested on for far too long, you know, with my 
with me exploring any of any of my creative impulses or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, the only thing I would say, and this is just based on the conversation that we had sitting here, mm -hmm. is you know you had mentioned about not taking advantage of looking back and seeing that there were opportunities that mm -hmm. you didn't take advantage of. And when I think about the the opportunities that are here, right in Bellows Falls, for and I think of you know Fact TV, I think about mm -hmm. um, the Wool Radio Station. And those are things that are open to, and I didn't uh, even, and yeah. that's something that you know, uh, that's the first thing I thought of when you said that. Absolutely, I didn't even know that this was down here. Yeah. And I, I now that I'm aware, I think I'm going to kind of do a little more investigation in, into into some of the new avenues that I uh, I'm aware of now. All right, good. <laughs> we talked about all of the possible opportunities for you right mm -hmm. here in Bellows Falls. So let's talk about Bellows Falls. Because where you live, I don't live right in Bellows Falls, mm -hmm. but I live I live in the suburb of, yep. Sa of Saxons River. It is a fantastic little town. Um, why do you think it's so great? What what what? Uh, tell me what what about it you think is so special? Well, I mean, to start with, I think it's important to uh, state that um, Bellows Falls has a bad reputation um, presently to this day, and. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have mixed feelings about that. I do like the fact that that reputation um, keeps the town tiny. It keeps it community-based, not a lot of intrusion. But also, I, I feel like it's become such a great town that I really want people to come into this town and, and just check it out. See, what, I mean, there's so much going on. Are you going to get in trouble, people watching this, you saying that it has a bad reputation? Oh, everyone knows. Oh, see, I'm not from but it's here. Not a, but, it, it, uh, I don't know that. It's, uh, it's, it's it has a, a great reputation as far as it's, in my view. Yeah, and like I said, growing up in Charlestown, I never in a million years thought I would be not only be living in Bellows Falls, but owning a house and actually loving it. Okay. Um, things have changed so much. Uh, yeah. A lot of that is due to the, the you know, the stand-up members of the community, like you know, like Betsy and um, you know, people like. Uh, Charlie. Yep, exactly. Um, Who's also a guest here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the a lot of the people in town who have have taken up the 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 flag, if you will. Yeah, it's it's really fantastic. So I'm going to tell you my story about Bella's mm -hmm. Falls. So I started coming up to Vermont. I had never been to Vermont until <laughs> 2008, mm -hmm. and I grew up in Boston. But well, okay, we, so but that's we, a little but that's we, a little crazy. We would well, <laughs> we would go to either Maine or we would go to Cape Cod. I oh, so never, you might so you'd go through it. Or, no, we would we would really? go to even go if to you Maine. went to Maine. No, you go through New Hampshire. Oh, so, wow! How about that? So I became part of a ski house in Vermont. Mm -hmm. So I started coming up every weekend, and I really fell in love with the uh, with Vermont. Mm -hmm. But I was really a visitor. Um, I yeah. never looked at it. We would go to the ski mountain, and then we would go to the ski house, which was in a remote area. Mm -hmm. So we never really we ne there were no restaurants or anything. Yeah. Um, but then in 2012, after coming up here regularly for whatever five years, someone brought me to Bellows Falls, mm -hmm. and I came to this village in 2012, and I said, "Oh, I think I could live here." Yeah. Like I saw it as a place that I could live. Mm -hmm. And I decided that in 2012, I was going to move to Bellows Falls. I mm -hmm. ended up doing, uh, not doing that. I moved to Chicago, <laughs> but I Kinda ended up, the... but I did end up back here. Yes. And I think it's gotten even better since 2012. Um, there's plenty of things to do. 
Um, I've made people are extremely uh, friendly. Mm -hmm. um, people are extremely kind and thoughtful of others here, um, mm -hmm. which is uh, is really wonderful. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, you know, the uh, the the reputation is uh, has been, like I said, uh, sort of changed largely due to the input of the local great people you know and also uh i don't think they hear it enough but the local law enforcement around here i think they uh they do a a a, a solid job of 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 you know making sure that you know they've focused on the actual issues that were making this town problematic and uh while there still are problems as there are with every town sure. i think um they have to be uh really kind of considered in the fact that without you know without the community support and then their support behind it we could have never gotten main street here mm. you know as picturesque frankly as it is now i so mean cute. i so mean cute. Ten, 10 years ago there were half the windows half the shops were closed yeah. um you know it was it was run down there was just no life to it you know and then after that after the uh, the silas bridge got closed it just it i uh, most people didn't um see a future at all you know like it just it really kind of tanked extra hard and then so it's so shocking to me because i have no visibility and i you know i mm -hmm. don't experience that in, well it, it's in, like it's come really far yeah. it's it's and i mean i can't think of a like i i love driving down main street um you know any time of year really but especially in the hall like the holidays when they got all the light like the lights are up there all the time but they've got like the snowflake light thing on which i didn't realize are like <laughs> five feet wide when i yeah. saw them taking them down right. and these poor guys are like right. but um <laughs> they uh you know they they really i think it's became, becoming a more well-known thing people are coming on the train and yeah. and there's an outreach system down there to get people to come up to main street yeah. um and i think what i mean working in the hardware store people come in all the time one thinking it's just a hardware store and then it's like the you know if i find out somebody hasn't ever been to the store i turn into like willy wonka you know i'm like i'm like let's go downstairs check it out you guys aren't going to believe what's in there. and everyone's always like amazed by it, you know and i i mean i love j and h um and also but just the bookstore you know the bookstores the you know the uh chow popolos is a good is a nice place to eat there's a vintage clothing store you've got works on paper and you know we got two coffee, sh two three coffee shop almost with uh, the moon dog we have flat iron moon dog mm -hmm. and, and rocking roasters. roasters and the best part of all six dollar movies yes at the opera house f five five dollar uh is, triple is, up well, up. I think the triple up went up to six dollars, or oh, is that still geez. five dollars? It might still it might be six, but all right. So it's I don't still know. a great deal. It is a good deal. So a first run movie, six dollars, and it's in the beautiful movie theater. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And then you can get a popcorn, a beverage, and a soda, all three for mm -hmm. it's either five dollars, five or, or six, six bucks, which is, you know, on on a Tuesday night, you know, you get that. That's that's amazing for us for a. You know, a, a family that maybe can't afford, you know, to, to, to do things special as much as they'd like, like so many of us can, to be able to do that. Also, don't forget, Wednesday nights they have, or is that what you were talking about when they play the movies from? Classic the, classic movie night. I love that. I, I'm so upset that I, that I missed Breakfast Club. I wanted to go <sighs> see that. So you know what I saw on classic movie night that I had never seen on the widescreen was The Wizard of Oz. Oh, my goodness. So listen to this. I've obviously seen that movie since I was a little kid. Oh, yeah. And so I've probably seen it 50, 100 times. Mm-hmm. 
I saw this at the big widescreen and it stayed with me for three days. I, there's something about seeing something on the widescreen mm -hmm. that obviously affects your brain. It, and it was, it was really incredible. It I mean, I, I was enjoyed, enjoyed the movie in a way that I never had. And the other thing, because I had never seen it with a bunch of strangers, mm -hmm. I had no I, I wasn't a big fan of the Cowardly Lion. I kind of mm -hmm. thought he was annoying. He was got every everyone oh, was laughing at him. Yeah. He got all the got all the laughs. I you, had no idea. You get the mob mentality and it can even affect, you know, like, oh maybe he is kind of funny. You know, maybe it allows you to enjoy it a little bit. Or maybe you did maybe those the flying monkeys weren't ever scary to you, but but you know, not that they are now. But no, they're scary. Look, looking around at the people are you know around. Maybe maybe there's families that have that have kids that haven't seen the movie before, right. and that's the one thing that can get through. Right. You know, to them that oh, you know those. Right. My, I remember my mom. My mom telling me she like was was like traumatized from those monkeys. I yeah. I mean, I was very, I was very scared of the the witch when I was a kid. I <laughs> yeah. remember kind of thinking. Why is this in a kids movie? Like this is a kids mm -hmm. movie. I don't think I'm supposed to be this scared. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next, kids, The Exorcist. Right. You know. But, but. So, Aaron, do you think that you are going to take some steps to kind of explore this part of yourself? This honestly, I really uh, seeing you know the the setup they have here, and honestly, just finding out about it, really, uh, I could honestly see myself doing something to this effect. All sure. right. Well, we'll, we'll, I'll have you back. Well, have you ba I'd be happy to be back. I'll, I'll, I'm going to have you back regardless uh, because you're a fun guy to hang with and, and chat with, whether it's here or whether it's at the hardware store. Sure thing. And, I'll, and I'll, I'm going to be at the hardware store to pick up the paint for my, my kitchen project. I'm going to look forward to seeing that, that uh, the whole the wallpaper. wallpaper paint. I really got to check that out because I like the colors, but you're right. It is... Yeah, so the, the wallpaper's done. I'm not <laughs> sure if it was quite. It looks good. Mm -hmm. I don't think it, it's a little bit too bright, mm -hmm. brighter than I was expecting. And I think I'm going to have to change my because I think we reviewed the cabinet paint color strategy. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, re, I'm I'm rethinking everything now that the wallpaper is up. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll we'll have that conversation. We'll Absolutely. have that conversation offline. To be at, continued at, at the hardware store. So. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you, my friend. Well, this has been great. I appreciate you having me on, and everybody out there. Um, all of you. <laughs> I hope right. uh, hope to see you in town here, and don't forget to visit JNH Hardware and all the other special places on Main Street. All right, wonderful. Great, thank you. My name is Ricky McGuckrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast. <laughs>